0: You're listening to the Habitology podcast with Melanie White. And today's episode is called How to Create a Digital Legacy Strategy. Have you got a pile of online passwords, subscriptions, and accounts for your business, and are wondering what happens to all that stuff if you pass away? Well, today I'm going to share with you my own personal how to guide for what I have coined a digital legacy strategy. So that you can have a clear wind-up roadmap for your business, for your digital assets to make things easier for your loved ones. I want to give you a little bit of background for context on this topic. At the moment I have two elderly parents who are fairly unwell and amongst our family we've been talking a lot about their preparations for their end of life. It's a really difficult conversation to have but, you know, my parents are at that age where they're thinking practically and logically about what they will leave behind and what happens to it all when they die. They've got a house, a car, some furniture, bank accounts and all of the household bills and all of the other things that they're making payments on. Now I was having a conversation with my husband about this and we got talking about how simple my parents' estate actually is compared with ours And even more so of that generation, you know, my dad's 90 and my mum's 86 and their generation has a lot of physical, tangible assets and stuff in the bank, those sorts of things. But really nothing on the digital or online world or very little. I mean, these days, everybody is living in a digital world. I run a largely online business and I have been for 13 years or 14 years this year, actually. And so there's so much more to think about when one is preparing to document their estate. My husband and I are actually quite different in terms of our assets and our digital footprint. He has a lot of toys and physical goods, whereas I have a lot of online digital assets. A lot are related to my business. He wouldn't have the first clue about my passwords, how to get those assets, how to access them, which ones need to be closed down in the event of my passing, which ones are ongoing subscriptions. And I got thinking about this and I realised that unless I did something, if I was hit by a bus tomorrow, there would be subscription payments coming out of the business bank account each month and annually without him knowing where to start winding all those things up it would be a huge task for him to, while he's grieving, hunt all of those things down and tidy them up. And let's just say that in all likelihood we will all get to live to a ripe old age and maybe there's not such a sense of urgency about this. But it's important, especially if you have an online business and online subscriptions Because as we know, loved ones can be taken away suddenly and without warning in a variety of circumstances. Yes, it's not urgent but it's very important. It's a serious topic that's worthy of careful thought and attention more than anything so that you can be assured that your loved ones know how to wrap up your digital affairs and your digital footprint with ease at a very difficult time for them. So what is this digital legacy strategy that I'm talking about. Well, after having the conversation with my husband, I thought, well, I'm going to create a document that's going to equip him to sort out all of my business and online stuff with ease in case of that worst case scenario. And I decided I'd call that document a digital legacy strategy because it's really a strategy to describe what to do with the digital legacy that I've left behind. So my digital legacy strategy is essentially a two-page document. It's in Word and it's really simple. It describes exactly what I have in terms of an online presence, how to access it, and what to do with all the pieces. Now, you might think that sounds like a lot of work, but I actually created my digital legacy strategy. Gee, that's a mouthful. I could have picked an easier term. I built mine in under 30 minutes, The caveat being that I had two tools I'd already been using in my business that made it easy and simple. So right now I want to walk you through the steps to help you create your own digital legacy strategy. It might take you a little longer than me if you're not using these sorts of tools, but then again you might not have many digital assets. In any case I'm going to provide some insights for you so that you can create your own version So the steps to creating your digital legacy strategy, there are actually four of these. And the first one is to set up and categorize a password database. The first thing that you need is a password database. If you don't have one already, there are plenty of options that you can subscribe to online, some free, some paid. And if you're using a Microsoft program or some sort of an internet security software then a password database might be bundled in with that subscription. So it's worth checking it out and if you already have one then it might just be a matter of tidying it up and updating it regularly. And so that's exactly what I did. I've been using Keeper Security which is a password database. I've been using that for about five years. So my first step was to log in and just tidy it up a bit. And how I did that was I created some subfolders within my password database so I could categorise all of my logins for different websites in different categories. So I created four categories in my password database. I had a folder called Finance. I have a folder called Business. I have a folder called Paid Subscriptions with Auto-Renew. So they're really easy and they stand out and then another one is just general. So the general one might include anything that doesn't fit in the other categories. The database contains website links and login details to different sorts of websites or softwares. So in the financial category I've got things like my internet banking login details, my PayPal business account, Um, my Stripe account, all those sorts of things. So anyone can jump in, well, my husband at least, (laughs) anyone with the code can jump in and um, see where those things are at and access them and close them down or contact those companies. Um, Also, in the business category, I've got website links and login details to things like my ASIC, ASIC login, Service New South Wales, Um, also the website where all of the ISBNs for my published books are stored, Uh, my self-publishing book subscriptions and anything else to do with business management or the government. You can put whatever you like in yours, but that's what I've got in my business category. Next category is paid subscriptions that have auto-renew set up. this includes anything from any other category could be finance or business but i've put them all in one place so they're easy to find and they're things that have monthly or annual auto payments so everything in that category website and login links and softwares include things like my zoom account my zero accounting subscription that's zero with an x by the way Uh, my vimeo account i have an online quiz subscription software that i use domain renewals, Dropbox subscription, my Microsoft subscription, Netflix and anything else paid automatically via digital subscription. So if something happens to me my husband can immediately go in there and log in and switch all of those things off even without needing to shut them down at least he can stop the money flowing out. And the final category is anything else that's not set to auto renew and will expire itself so they could be paid subscriptions or unpaid subscriptions that don't auto renew. And while it's tempting to think about oh well maybe I won't put anything on auto renew it's just simply not possible in many cases There are so many softwares that require you to have an auto renewing subscription. And if you had it all manually it would be very inconvenient and take a lot of time to manage administratively like all these things you'd have to keep tabs on. So it's much easier to just put all all your auto recurring stuff in that one folder. So that was step one is setting setting up or managing your password database so someone else can log in and see all those things in one spot. The second step is to set up a digital asset register. And if your password database is set up properly, and if you don't have any other digital assets like content that you've created or a website or landing pages and that sort of stuff, you might not want to or need to do this second step. But if you want somebody to be able to remove your digital footprint entirely from the internet, or if to sell your business and all of the assets in it then it's probably helpful to have a list of all of the content assets that you've developed and store online in the cloud. So for me I have lead magnets, I have podcasts, I have a YouTube channel and a whole bunch of other stuff and so by including a link to my digital asset register in my strategy My husband can easily see the extent of my whole online footprint and as I mentioned he could pass it over to somebody if I wanted to sell the business in the event that I pass away or he can just simply close it all down. It can be a time-consuming step but if you have a clear register of everything set up it's a matter of just maintaining it and incrementally adding to it which is a small task to do each week. As I said it's optional Step number three is then to write your strategy and the strategy is, a, as I mentioned before, is a high-level summary of steps one and two along with some instructions on what to do in the event of something happening to you. It's totally up to, do, up to you what you put here, like you could create some really explicit instructions for what you want to have done to those passwords or those digital assets or you could give some options so the other person can decide at the time. In my case I would prefer that my husband has the option to do what he thinks is best at the time rather than forcing him to sell my digital assets or not because I don't know what sort of circumstance we would be in at that time. At the simplest level, I want to know that he can easily get in and turn off automatic subscriptions and close down my footprint if he wants to. And so that's really it. It's just this two-page short summary of what I've got and how to access it. Step four is important, and that's creating access to the document for your next of kin and to update it regularly. So the way I've done this is I've saved my strategy in a shared digital folder that my husband and I both access regularly for keeping in a household budget. But of course, it's no use just leaving it there and forgetting about it and having it become out of date. My digital footprint, as yours will, is going to change and evolve over time. So it's really important to schedule a recurring task, maybe every six to 12 months, to just review and update your password database, uh, digital asset register and your digital legacy strategy. Every six to 12 months is pretty good. It's actually a surprisingly easy task to do it. Once you've got it all set up, it's just a matter of having that reminder in your calendar and time set aside so that you actually do it. So just to wrap up today's episode, it's never pleasant when somebody passes on. And on top of that, especially if you're left with the task of unraveling all of their stuff, at a difficult time, it's even more tricky and intricate when someone you love has a digital legacy related to a business and you have no idea what that legacy is or where to even start in winding it up, closing it down. So, today I described a concept that I've developed to help me clearly express some simple instructions to help my husband if the worst case scenario ever happens. The four steps I followed. Uh, to set up a password database, to create a digital asset register and to summarise what to do with both of those and how to access them in a digital legacy strategy. And lastly I've set myself some calendar reminders to take half an hour every six to twelve months to review and update. I hope that's been helpful for you and if you do need assistance please hit me up on the contact page of my website www.melaniejwhite.com and reach out to see if I can help you. As always thanks for being here, please subscribe to my podcast if you are enjoying it and I'd love it if you could leave me a glowing review. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.